This podcast episode is brought to you by the Bass Parlor app. If you haven't already, make sure you go to the App Store or go to Google Play and download the Bass Parlor app today. What the Bass Parlor app does is allow you to handpick your music team. So if you need an artist, audio engineer, producer, you know, instrumentalist, songwriter, whatever you need to complete your music project, you can find and connect with them on the Bass Parlor app. So if you haven't already, make sure you go to Google Play or the App Store and download the Bass Parlor app. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bass Parlor Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Stevens. And today, our special guests, we have Meg and Torin from the band Betty Broken. What's up, y'all? Hey. man. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. I'm glad you can join us here today. So much for having us. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, uh, that's a very unique name. How'd y'all come up with the name Betty Broken? Meg, would you like to jump in or should I start? You can start. <laughs> we had a whole bunch of other name options and we just couldn't find anything that we thought was good. And I think the the test for anybody that's trying to come up with anything is you gotta 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 get on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and see if it's taken, right? So the the issue is that you can come up with a hundred good ideas, but ninety-nine percent of them, somebody that's got like two friends that hasn't posted in 14 years has has them covered. So we knew we liked Betty, right? Because mm-hmm has a love for uh, pinup models kind of from years gone past. And then we wanted to be clever. We're really inspired by uh, bands like The Weeknd and everything. And we're like, well, they spell it weird. So that that could work, right? Because if we right. spell it, it'll pop up anywhere. And we just kept on bouncing and bouncing and bouncing and bouncing it. And I was like, what about Betty Broken? Mm-hmm. And into, I think you like that, right? Am I remembering this correctly? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean that's a really cool. I mean, take the E off like the weekend does. Take the E, take the E off, and y'all are good. Yeah, yeah. We thought it worked, and we also thought um, it would. We wanted to have a name that would be a little bit self-explanatory with respect mm. to the. We kind of genre hop a lot, and at least right when we were starting, we we're genre hopping all over the place. But we right. wanted a name that was catchy, that you know had some nice alliteration. Um, and we also wanted it to somewhat kind of describe what we were shooting for. So obviously we, we live in pretty crazy times and everything like that. And Betty has this uh, connotation of a specific type of woman. And we wanted to juxtapose that with, with broken and everything like that. So, you know, yeah. empowerment with empowerment, I should say with a feeling of weakness and yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it fits our music and it fits our lyrics. And it, it definitely is this kind of a cool alter ego for Meg too yeah no, i like that i like that when i think betty i think like you know marilyn monroe or like betty boop you know remember the baby betty boop oh, back yeah. in the day oh yeah yeah and and torin is our wordsmith um okay. so <laughs> but yeah i i torin has our <laughs> is is much more poignant with his words than i am <laughs> but um i yeah i just i i have such a love and appreciation for language and mm-hmm. that was kind of the the thing that finally I because I can criticize all day long but that was the thing that finally like popped out and yeah, click it, exactly exactly mm-hmm. yeah when you when you hear it you know it when you hear right. it you know and it. and I think I think we did so <laughs> yeah good deal so I've been I've been checking out y'all's music and listening to it for the past couple of days and uh like you said like you said torn genre hopping so y'all uh and, and that's what I love about it it's, it's all the place and another thing catchy like your y'all's hooks are incredible Thank like you. it's y'all and then, and then there's a lot of space like I, cry was a really good track i like that one a lot oh. um one called riptide i liked a lot you yes. know what i'm saying it was, it was so that's like you, the, you have some 
four were to those two songs. So yeah. like, I'm so happy that you jumped on those and those the yes. one. <laughs> yeah, they were the- fits in one of those two song categories. So that's great. Okay. Yeah. And even like 1985, I thought it was a really cool track. You know, that was a so that was a, a track that I'd co-written with a buddy. And that was one where we were just trying to figure out what are we going to sound like and everything like that. And the, the mm-hmm. awesome thing about Meg is she's super positive, super easy to work with, can do mm-hmm. a lot of different stuff with her voice. And so in the beginning, we were trying to let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try the other thing to figure out what's going to really allow her to sound mm-hmm. like her. And again, what's beautiful about you pulling out Riptides and Cry is I feel like those are kind of the two. Uh, most authentic versions of Meg, right? So Rip okay. is this bluesy thing. It features one of the top saxophone players in Atlanta, uh, Eric Fontaine, who's been my one of my best friends forever, playing baritone and tenor and all this. And it it is so her. It's got just enough jazz. Again, it's got horns. It's got all those mm-hmm. vocals that you would expect in a bluesy or a jazzy song. And then Cry is a little bit more kind of uh, ultra modern indie pop. It's still got the quirkiness that you would find in a lot of our music, but it's very, very honest. It's right. not flying away from dealing with difficult subject matter and everything. So I am so happy. I hope everybody feels the way that you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is in those two columns. And I think the other ones are probably, they were fun to mess around with, but I don't see them being there in the long run. So, okay. Yeah. Completely different feels, but all, both of them like equally as infectious, you know? It's so, so- yeah. So with that said, how do you what's your creation process? Because, you know, you guys are jumping across different genres and kind of meshing different genres together. Do you just jam and whatever comes through comes through? Do you come to the to the studio or where you record with lyrics and kind of form yeah. around that? What's your creation process? Great question. So I think it's a, a little bit of everything. We, I have a project studio in my house. I'm actually sitting in the project studio in my house okay. and everything that you've heard so far has been recorded in that project studio. And between uh, Meg and me, we've, we've done everything but mix. We have this really awesome mixer, Ryan McDougal, who takes care of the mixing and mastering, but everything else, we engineer everything, we track everything, we do all the instrumentation, minus sometimes we'll pull in somebody like Eric to lay down saxophones. So within that, and the fact that we're doing it all on our own, there's a lot of flexibility to try stuff. So to answer your question, yes, sometimes we'll get together We'll get on a piano, we'll have a hook, we'll have an idea, we'll try it, we'll take a step back, we'll figure out what we like and what we don't like, we'll let it sit. And then, you know, this one was good, this one was less good, blah, blah, blah. Other right. times I'll have something in logic and maybe there's a hook and a sound or a, a patch or a synth or something, or there might be a song like she's hit me up before and gone like, oh my God, you got to listen to so-and-so song. And in that way, we're taking uh, influence and inspiration from, you know, again, a song or an artist, then we build out from Mm -hmm. that. So it's a little, it's a little bit of both. Um, I feel like a lot of the songs that we're working on right now, we're trying to make it. So if it was just her voice in a piano or just her voice in one synthesizer or just her voice in a guitar, it completely kind of stands on its own. And that might be a little bit of a different shift from when we started in the beginning. um, Cause we already had a bunch of tracks built out that were like these, these monster things with 50 or 60 or 70. And I think, Also, um, I have just enjoyed, so yeah, we do, luckily enough, we're close enough in proximity that we can, meeting up is, is relatively easy. Um, so yeah, a lot of, a lot of the work happens at Torrens and, um, but even just like through our messages to each other and voice memos and whatever, I have really enjoyed going back, like, like to Riptides, for instance, or to cry mm-hmm. and listening to how like 
version one was <laughs> and right. how things have changed and just like how we piece things together. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like some, some tracks, I think, I think maybe the shortest that, that it's been is what, like two days of, yeah, of recording at, at least vocals. Um, okay. And then yeah, some, it, takes a lot longer like than that, that. <laughs> <laughs> and and just like how things how things change and progress and the idea that initially started might be something completely different right. um or change a verse or make a verse into the chorus or whatever and then mm -hmm. some some do stay pretty pretty true um like the the things that work we don't try not to mess with too much right yeah, yeah. it's funny how like a song no go ahead go ahead Tor. i'm sorry She's probably got an arsenal of voice memos from me where I'm singing something and then cursing and dropping F yeah. off. But no, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's funny how uh, like a song is like a living, breathing thing. So it starts off in one, one spot and you think it's going to go this way and it goes this way because, you know, you both are throwing things into the pot. And you never know what stirs up. So that's that's really cool. But like you were saying, Torrin, I like I'm starting to like, you know, in y'all's music and also this different music I'm into right now like stripped down what is this like like you said like this acoustic guitar or just like a, a string or something like that it gives like a real intimate feel to it you know yeah, so much space and i think that's why mm -hmm. you have all of these emerging artists that are 17 recording stuff in garage band and then it's blowing up on soundcloud i think we're in this really interesting time and i think uh covid kind of pushed this even more of people doing stuff at home right like you can invest a thousand dollars and you can have a good audio interface and a good computer and a good microphone. And that can be enough to start. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I think it, I find it super inspiring. I mean, I just right. think so much incredible music that's like you said, super genre bending, but really whatever you're into, you can find something that came out in the last year. I think that's awesome. And a yeah. great presentation. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So uh, take me all the way back to the beginning. How did you all meet? originally originally we met on um what what probably would maybe nowadays would be something like your app we met on craigslist <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so, i um i was in a artistic transitional phase and okay. i used to be very hardcore theater girl so okay. I had tunnel vision for being on Broadway and nothing else would do and nothing else would work right. um I started doing theater in college and just had a little bit of shift uh, mm. and I thought you know what acting I love but music is really where it's at for me so let me try to try to find something and yeah that was I mean I don't know maybe six years ago at this point yeah, um okay. and I was I was fairly new to Atlanta still and literally just went on Craigslist and searched female vocalist and came across a lot of not great not serious ads and Torin was luckily one of one of the people I met okay okay like having that background and acting and wanting to be on Broadway How's that helped you as a, as an artist? And when I listen to your, I haven't seen you, you know, live yet or seen you like seeing YouTube video, mm -hmm. but just from how it sounds, it seems like you have a lot of presence. You know, it seems like your your voice has a lot of presence. Is that coming from like the acting background? Thank you. Um, I I like to think so. Um, I 
words are important to me and the, the message I'm, I'm sending is important to me. Um, and you know, some songs are, are meant to be serious. Some songs are meant to entertain. And, um, I, I just, I feel that me personally, like my voice is, is what I have to offer and that everyone's voice is important in, you know, kind of just the philosophical sense, but yeah, I um, I do a, a theater te- or technique that I was taught in theater is every song first read it and rehearse it as a monologue. Okay. Um, so I do that. <laughs> I still do that, <laughs> and you know, figure out what I want to enunciate, what I want to make maybe a little more lavish or whatever. But um, yeah, the I feel like honestly, my, my, uh, acting classes taught me a lot more about psychology and philosophy mm. than I realized at the time, right. um, but have certainly been life lessons for me moving forward. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like to, to bring emotion into a lot of things and I also am a little bit dramatic. So <laughs> <laughs> that that has been sprinkled in as well. <laughs> there you go. So it all goes together. It all works. It all works. <laughs> so you met Torn on on, uh, on Crisis. Did you guys, you, when you met, did you originally like decided to, to join a band or to form a band off the bat? We did something else with some other folks. Okay. It just didn't really go anywhere. And then about mm-hmm. two years ago, um, I was going, man, I really want to write some new music. I want to work with a female vocalist. I've been working with a lot of male vocalists and various things that I was doing, co-writes and just stuff for other people. I said, I really want to work with a female vocalist. I want to have somebody that I can try a bunch of stuff who's going to be flexible. And I just hit up Meg and I said, hey, I got a couple tracks. Would you want to check them out? And then um, she was out of town camping so she didn't respond. So I got my feelings hurt. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know this part of the story. <laughs> They're not dumb, but I think the tracks are like decent. And then she hit me up. And then what ended up happening was uh, when COVID kicked in, she would come over and we would put on our hazmat suits and she would sing into the closet. And, um, you know, so we started releasing music. Was it in July of last year, Meg? Was I believe the- so. Yeah. End of July. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and so COVID provided us the opportunity to just get a ton of stuff done. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the few benefits of COVID. Is you have a lot of time to right. to create and stuff. You know, so. and I feel like that's something that we kind of uh, appreciated early on. Like after the initial grieving, of course, of right. of of you know loss of income and the music industry being what it is now Mm. um or at least you know live performance and everything but uh yeah I I feel like early on both of us acknowledged how awesome it was that we could just crank out a bunch of music and spend a lot of time in the studio so that that was awesome yeah absolutely and learning how to work together and all the different intricacies of that I mean y'all probably went through like two or three years in a few months you know yeah, yeah, I would say so. yeah. <laughs> having over two or three times a week and just singing and singing and singing and singing and singing and again having the the time flexibility to try stuff mm-hmm. not being beholden to the first thing or the second thing but just trying to find the best thing whatever right. having a lot of humility which is kind of something that daryl you you hooked up or talked about for a second in the beginning it was like the way that i look all these songs and i'd be interested actually to ask you this question like with your art perspective like do you say 
when you're bringing two bands together, you're bringing two singers together, they're creating something. Are they kind of like a vessel for that song coming out? And then that song comes out, it's like kind of their baby and the song is the own thing. Is that, is that your personal view on art? Like, you know, a, a, an artist or a musician or this or that, they're just kind of there and the creativity is flowing through them and then becoming its, its own thing. I've heard that theory before. I've heard that theory before. Like I listened to uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. That's one thing he says. Like a, the 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 creativity or actually the thought is like a, a separate entity outside of the person, and this kind of flows through the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a little bit of that, but also I think that it, it, the origin more the origin is the person, but also it's very when you have another a whole another person with their own you know thoughts and their own energy and creativity. I think that. From my experience, what I've seen and also from working with different people, um, it, it spawns like its own thing. That's not that doesn't really resemble either one of the people, you know, I mean, maybe a little bit of it. It's almost like a parent two parents. So sometimes you have a child that doesn't really resemble either. You can see a little bit here, some little bit there. It's the same kind of thing when I see with music a lot of times is like, yeah, I can see a little here and a little there, but they did their own separate thing, you know? Right. Wow, I think that's a beautiful way of looking at it. Yeah. So you get B, B, C, A, C, and it all ends up being a little bit different. I guess that's little, yeah. a beautiful thing of collaboration and everything. Mm-hmm. Again, Absolutely. more so important with the COVID thing of, I'm sure you probably saw less people than you were used to. And I know right. I having somebody like Meg, who has just a really overwhelmingly positive and optimistic attitude, it was like a blessing for me because I wasn't seeing anyone for the most <laughs> it really helped me keep saying yeah i mean it's it's crazy how like the energy of a person can change everything you know like having someone like like you say meg is like open to try different things different genres and stuff like that and i'm sure you are too both of you are so it comes i mean i can hear it from you from the music because when i start listening to music i'm like man this track is way different than this one but they're all tight though and the the songwriting and the catchiness the the link that i see between all the tracks i've heard of you all is the catchiness of it and you can tell there's a lot of thought that goes into it so yeah that's cool so uh, go ahead man go ahead (laughs) torin um definitely has more experience and knowledge than i do in in music and and especially engineering just in general um but i I felt very grateful many times because he has that perfect balance or, or rather like deciding when to be like nurturing and positive and when to, when to coach. And like, whenever I would get frustrated with myself or just like start getting nervous about, it's like, oh, this isn't how we want it to sound. And now I don't right. know what to do and I'm losing inspiration. I feel like he's, quite keen at picking up on that and getting me out of my loop and Mm -hmm. and also so patient because (laughs) there were some days that yeah it's just it's like oh my gosh the creativity is just flowing everything is awesome and then some days where I'm just like I'm sorry yeah yeah I understand I definitely understand that But the fact that y'all can y'all can uh fight through it that's a good thing do y'all ever have anybody else like a, a third party come in Cause I know a lot of times when you, when you're creating something and you're like in it, it's your baby. And you ever, ever somebody come in like a third person or third party and just listen to it to get a kind of an outside perspective on it. Yeah. Constantly. Oh yeah. Always. <laughs> Various points too. Cause I think that you have, you have like the songwriting phase where you're figuring all of that stuff out. Right. And then you've got the production phase and those to hit off on your earlier question, those are not necessarily in the same order. You could come in with a fully produced track and then top line it or whatever. Mm. And yeah, we have people that we send stuff out to and 
I love it. I think it's so good to get outside perspectives and have them hear things. And um, we've got some great friends and we've got some great music minds and people that are willing to listen to three different mixes and give us their opinions. And I've found it unbelievably important. Right. Um, Particularly as you're trying to squeeze out that last little bit, you know, and I think because Mm -hmm. that does lean a little bit pop, like I would definitely say it's indie pop, but it leans pop. Right sometimes the margin of error in that style of music, you know what I mean? The expectations of like how good the microphone sounds and this and that. So getting other people's ears on it is super important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, think back over like the past couple years, uh, you know, of creating music in your case, engineering music, producing music. Um, what's a good lesson, one or two lessons that you've learned throughout, you know, throughout the past couple of years that you wish you had known then, but you had to go through the process that you now know. I would say uh, really learn the gear that you have and be really intentional with what you buy. Because I think that there's all of these um, world-class Grammy award-winning artists that have a good microphone and use Ableton or Logic in a bedroom and come up with the most amazing stuff that you've ever heard. So I feel like it's really easy to get caught in this trap where this plugin or this sound or this or that or the other thing is going to be what gets you the next 5%, not how does your voice sound? How's the melody? How's the song in and of itself? So yeah, I think that's, if I could go talk to myself when I was younger, I would go like, quit buying stuff. Just, you know what I mean? Master what you have. And then when you buy something, buy it because you need it. Right. Right. Because the, the next shiny thing on the block. Yeah. No, that's that's great advice. How about you, Meg? I would say uh, release expectations, um, and I, you know, the the good or bad, um, because like I said, I just almost had ignorant blinders on to only do one thing, and that was be on Broadway and be a musical theater star, and nothing else would do. And I feel like I, I mean, I did I did chorus, and I did some um, like competitive stuff in, in, at a younger age, but it was all very uh, still kind of within within a certain box. Um, and I, I wish that I had been a little more adventurous as a, a young artist, um, or at least just tried some different things. And I, I don't know if, if myself 10, 15 years ago, if knowing or, or where I am now in the music game um if if that would be of interest or if i would even believe it um but i i love where i'm at now so yeah yeah go through it to get to where you are you know so i definitely understand i definitely understand so lastly uh you know before i let y'all go just let us know what's in what's in store for y'all for uh 2021 okay well we released that song cry that you were Mm -hmm. oh yeah We've got uh, two more done. We've got a bunch more in mixing. We're getting some collaborators on some stuff. So we're kind of waiting for some guest guest stuff to come in from some of our, our friends and some local bands. Um, yeah. And then once uh, summer hits, we're going to go crazy back to recording and everything like that. So hopefully uh, many more meaningful releases. And then the other thing, the goal right now is um, we want to get our stuff in film and television. That's kind of like the medium term goal. We really feel like the music would sit well in that arena and we're doing a lot of work and research and all of that to try to make that a reality yeah no that's that's really good y'all in the right city for it too like the whole movie right. industry is coming down here to atlanta exactly. so exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely but once again y'all meg torn i appreciate you joining me here today 
on a, on, a, on a podcast and uh man I, I really i really excited about y'all's music and what what else you got coming on coming up this summer so that's awesome thank, thank you. you so much for having us this has been wonderful